Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Mr. Walton, did you make contact with aliens? Were you taken to another planet, to a mothership? How they communicate with them? Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? The teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question, What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. Because I am more than physical matter, I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Broadcasting in New York, upstate, near the Great Lakes. It's midnight here in New York. We are live on the Fringe FM. This is Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. We're live on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. Call-in number for tonight is 1-800-588-0335. And you can join our chat room by going to the fringe.fm forward slash chat room. Tonight, we welcome back Greg Doyle. If you want to visit the website for reference, that's gregdoyleastral.com. So, Salvatore Antithesis contacted me today and said the reason why he wasn't able to come on the show last night was simply because the Colorado fires. That's why. He couldn't come on because the fires had knocked out his power and service, and so 
We'll try to get him back on. But tonight, Greg's with us. I want to thank Night Stalker for coming out and having that big debate with us. However, I did get a lot of feedback about that, about the masks and stuff. Even uh, some clips from Mary Ducina from some guys in Australia asking about where are the alpha males to stand up to all these people. That was pretty interesting to get that today. Make sure you stay tuned for the broadcast after Lighting the Void for the Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. As well as go check out the telepath from the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Ryan Gable put a pretty large article in there, and so they featured his article in the telepath, which is pretty cool. They even gave him a featured section with pictures and all that stuff, so good job, Ryan. And that article is about uh, the demon of AI that he wrote and how that's kind of taken over. So he wrote about Elon Musk and all this other stuff, too. Now, Greg's been on the show a couple times. And when it comes to being a void walker, he's definitely one. Someone who's not afraid to explore the realms of consciousness. And has some quite crazy stories that he shared with us about some of the uh, adventures he's had in the astral realm. And I purposefully try to go into the astral realm. Because in this day and age, I believe that we're not going to get anywhere without being able to uh, do this type of stuff. I really don't think the fight is going to be... Uh, with a mask because i hope you guys understand that that you're gonna have to be able to turn into a ghost and um someone called me on the mobile um, it got to my mobile phone today i have no idea it was just a listener calling me saying that he missed the fringe fm and it's been a week and i'm like well dude i'm moving i'm trying to get all this stuff situated so whoever you are we're working it out i promise you um other than that, I want to thank our sponsors to get the tea.com, ancientlifepool.com, and metaphorical archaeology. Now's the time. If you, if you need to uh, contact Barbara, go do it. Go Facebook, go to Facebook and search metaphorical archaeology. Also, uh, big shout out to our partners over at UFO Seekers. Now, Greg is an author of Awakening the Giant Within, which goes to talk about a personal adventure into the astral realms, which details his experiences in the astral world. And he holds Reiki courses, astral travel workshops, meditation classes, and offers healing sessions as a Reiki master in Brisbane. And as a former professional classical musician, Greg first discovered meditation primarily to combat stage fright. And in 1999, he awakened to the reality of the phenomenon of astral travel and astral projection. And this was a life-changing experience that expanded his consciousness, changed the course of his career, and altered the very perception of his being at a fundamental level. It also led him to Reiki, where he began his training in Austria in 2000, completing his master level in Australia in 2005. Greg is trained in the Yusui lineage of Reiki, and Greg's healing and meditation work specifically aims at activating latent potential. The many benefits include greater concentration, ease of performance, more restorative uh, sleep, and increased general health, well-being and vitality greg works with individuals and groups in both private and corporate settings the website for references greg greg it's good to have you back on the program great to be here joe so you're living in uh you're you're not in australia you're in you're in a whole different section right i keep getting that confused no, no, no i am in australia we're, we're just in um queensland which is the state of australia which is an enormous state i had a look uh Comparatively, it's five, over five times the size of Germany, just oh, the state. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. so we're sort of northeast Australia. Um, yeah, yeah. Some so people over there got it pretty bad, though, don't they, when it comes to the They do in Victoria. 
Yes, they do in Victoria. That's that's down south. That's where from I, I actually am, and a lot of my family's down there. So um, they've got very strange conditions at the moment, and um, lots of stuff going on down there. It's 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 kind of like you know East Germany in the uh, late forties, fifties. Um, a bit at the moment down there. Very very odd what's happening. Very odd. Yeah, they you know here in the state of New York, I don't know if you're aware of this, but they have it's the first state where they hired uh, snitches to go out and find people with COVID and turn them into the government, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a bit of that notion of um, turning people against each other and, and the shaming and the virtue signaling that is also very strong in Australia. I think it's a worldwide thing at the moment. So um, they're interesting times. And as you say, you know, you've, it's time to actually, um, in the best sense of the word, stand up for, for what you believe, you know, and um, this is this is it. You know, today was the first day that I got yelled at about a mask. I walked into this gas station, and it's the first day in my life I've ever been yelled at about a mask. I walked into this gas station, and they were—they just yelled it. They're like, "Gotta have a mask on before you come in the door." And it's like, "Oh," and I was like, "Okay, well, I just won't do business here." You know, like I respect your rules as a business, but I won't do business here. And uh, no, no, they looked at me yeah, all yeah, crazy, yeah. like you know. And I was like, "Well, you know." I have, I have freedom. I don't have to go in there and do business. No, that that's exactly right. Look, we're, we're lucky here. We don't have a mandatory situation. So there's very, very few people wearing masks in Queensland. I mean, it is a, a state with around 5 million people, a uh, very large state, not a huge – yeah, well, for, for such a large state, there's not many people. But I think we've had six, six deaths attributed to COVID. So um, we don't – wear masks here but down south they've got to wear them and um you know i can't help but think <laughs> i've got a lot of friends who, who, are, who instead of walking they just jog you know because apparently with if you, if you exercise you don't have to wear them so or if, you, if you're drinking if you're drinking a cup of coffee you don't have to wear one so i've got one friend who's always walking around with the takeaway coffee cup in his hand um so <laughs> these loopholers they call them now 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 the expressions come out loopholers and, and loopholers are being shamed because they're they're looking for, for loopholes. So, you know, it is interesting. And as you kind of mentioned in, in, in the intro, um, you know, this stuff actually isn't off topic in terms of astral. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, it's no coincidence that so many people on a spiritual quest are generally questioning the uh, narrative, the mainstream narrative. So it's not a coincidence. And I think that... Um, you know, uh, from from my point of view, if I go straight into the deep end here with the astral, I know very, very on when this started, you know, back in Feb or something, was it? March or Feb, February, I think it was, or when it started, you know, the situation um, as we know it. I remember uh, in my meditations and stuff, there was a phenomenal, a lot of light coming through. I just thought, wow, okay, so this is looking not good, but on a spiritual level, there's stuff happening, a lot of action in the astral, and it is can sound trite, can sound trite, but it's a feeling of like, you know, it's 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 kind of the rot rising to the surface, um, and it is it is part of this this awakening. And I've seen a lot of people who have started to question things, and it is part of them thinking, hang on, you know. You know what? Oh, oh, actually, something's going on here. You know, look away from the, look away from the screen and actually look, look what's going on. So a lot of it, um, 
you know, what's going on here, um, it, it, it is existentially a, a good thing, you know, and, and I, feel, I feel a lot of it is just to be authentic, you know, and just as you say, you went in there and you said, I'm not wearing it. No. No. And, um, no. To, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> to, <laughs> no. stay in, to stay in your power. But, um, yeah, absolutely. No, the, I mean, I'm not saying I won't wear one. Like if oh. if I just say it's like I've done this before. Say this is where I understand what Night Stalker was talking about last night. Say it's 3.30 in the morning and uh, I need a cup of coffee or a smoke or something and I got to go in there. I don't want to fight at 3.45 in the morning, but I'll probably stand there with my mask on while I'm checking out and say, this is stupid. I hate these masks. Can't wait to take it off and then go outside mm. and take it off. But usually I don't wear one. But I, but what I will say, though, is, and I kind of have the, like this uh, spirit of freedom in this sense, like if a business wants to require you to wear a mask, then, I mean, that's their business. I just don't do business with them. And that's why a lot yeah. of them are going out of business, I think. Well, that and the online stuff, too. But anyways, um, into the astral stuff. What is going on in the astral realms nowadays, Greg, with all this stuff going on? This is true. Isn't it? I mean, it, it's, there's a, it feels like a lot of action. I mean, it's, um, I've had some interesting experiences early on. I, I, um, I did have the very beginning, um, in terms of the Australian story, there was a feeling of fragmentation of the states within Australia, which is what's happening. This was at the very, very beginning before any of this and that's what we're having politically in Australia and um, uh, I was like a voice was speaking to me and um, it, 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 it was kind of telling me that uh, there was a, an agenda to, to basically kill a lot of people um, over certain waves of certain things um, and I was kind of just watching what was going on and uh, I was having a good look around as I do in the astral and I noticed that there were, this was an astral representation of here um, and uh, kind of in the future. And uh, it, it was interesting whether whether or not it were, it's a uh, possible outcome, but there was no one on the roads. Um, everything's very old fashioned. It was kind of like this was some agenda that was, and this was early on, it came very clearly, but it was, yeah, it, it was a curious one. I did talk about this state of Victoria being a separate state, a separate uh, almost country, actually, which is huh. kind of what's happening here. It's really bizarre. Um, when, when it talked about waves, my perception at the time was um, there would be um, other uh, events uh, that would come across as waves, not necessarily the virus per se, but waves of um, a particular agenda that um, was meant to depopulate. Um, that was interesting. And, but now this was just showing me an earth case scenario. So it's not, this was just, I felt one kind of scenario. And once again, in the astral, if I hear someone talking to me, I'm kind of looking around and, and looking at what's going on. People were still in houses, but I just noticed that the um, cars were off the road, um, which was interesting. And, and I noticed a lot of the, um, Things are in some kind of center. I don't know, but I just remember it was very old fashioned furniture and thinking, okay, so it was a feeling that. You saw this in the not. astral realm, but like the, what you're describing now? Mm, the very beginning. Yeah. And, but look, 
I, and I, I, I kind of thought, well, the, you know, once again, what, you stay, whenever you have a kind of vision like this, you kind of um, remain very detached. So you can, you know, if you get too emotional, you kind of get swept up in it and you, you generally get brought back into the body. That, that is one of the, of the things I've really learned. And that would be a great tip for people who are wanting to, to get in the astral is to essentially, um, when, if you find yourself in a very lucid state of mind that feels different, slightly different to a dream, especially when you have the feeling when you're being told something like there's a voice or something. Um, and it's, it's generally a non-emotional vibe, um, in the astral. It's, it's more information. Um, and your body, the astral body is kind of a little bit beyond the emotional body. So you're not so reactive. Um, but look, getting back to your story, I mean, getting back to your question about what's going on. I mean, it's, a, it's like a battle, a spiritual battle. Um, that, that's the feeling I have. And it's almost my perception is that, um, it's kind of a great chance for humanity to, to wake up and really to, to, uh, cast itself into a different kind of future. One, one that perhaps isn't, um, so imprisoned. And, and I think that if we, you know, go, and this is where the whole spiritual aspect of it comes in. I, I, I personally feel, having seen this stuff, that it is like it's like a karmic crossroad. You know, I think that we we do exist in very much um, a, a karmic continuum where we're constantly coming back as beings into into the realms of, you know, oh, did you do a good thing, a bad thing, this, that, that. You know, there's some form of bondage to our situation. So this is a chance to, to cast that bondage aside. Um, and I feel that really it's not even a question of which side of the fence you are. It's a question of the fear factor. Like um, even those on either side of the equation, there are those very much in fear. Um, and I think in the end, from a spiritual aspect, it's not so much the right and wrong thing. It's, it's, it's not a judgmental kind of divisioning. It's just an energetic choosing of our own from a, from a higher perspective of whether we um, persist to sit in fear or not sit in fear, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. um, that's, 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 that's my take on it. But, but look, I'm still wanting to, um, it's, it's because of the traffic or it's, it's quite because of the collective human consciousness at the moment, which is, um, pretty um, active, uh, heavy. It's funny how we have all of these, like Musk and um, Gates sending up all of these satellites and stuff. It's almost like you know, on a physical level, that's how it's showing itself, just this activity, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But but I think I think as a result, it is actually quite tricky to get to get clear answers. And I think one has to, how I feel is you, you prime yourself so that when a situation, because we are all going astral as we've discussed in the past, but you want to have that little peek and get those answers um, when you can. So it's actually, I've found quite tricky to get um, a straightforward answer. I don't know if one ever does, you know, but I'm, I'm uh, definitely looking for, um, you know, more answers out there for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know what is going on. Honestly, I, I can tell you that I haven't had any, I haven't had any out of body experiences in a long time. Although I remember when I was taking your course, it was the first time that I had an out of body experience that that 
where I just kind of phased out, I guess. Well, I don't know. I was sitting in the chair listening to the meditations. And the next thing I know, I was standing by my door. And that's all I remember. And that's a lot. I mean, that's big. Because we have a whole group of people trying to get out of body, Greg. That's the hardest part. The two hardest part is getting out of the body and then remembering after that point. You know, um, and I think yeah, with so everything true. going on, it makes it harder, you know. It, it, it is. It's very dense. So there's a lot of um, emotional debris rising to the surface. So the low astral, those threshold realms, what we call the low astral, where you have a lot of the archetypes there, and that's where, you know, people get a lot of frights often. You know, once you, once you sort of uh, navigate through those, it's a lot easier. But but at the moment, it's, it's very dense. It's very thick. And, that, and, and it's unsurprising, really, isn't it, with what's going on? So I'm with you there. It's um, It's almost like... Uh, you know those those, um, those snow uh, things. You know you shake them. Those little things. Snow together. globes. Yeah. Yep. And you shake them, and then we've got to wait for it to settle a little bit. That's my feeling. But and then and then we'll we'll see. And you, see, you notice things going off the rails. Are like all little things. Like it's like we've we've spun into this reality that is slightly off center. That everything slightly off kilter. Like the the news. Like what? 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 But I think. It is like a like a volcanic eruption. It is like a like a giant pustulant on a worldwide level. And it really is this rot that was always there. We always knew it was under the surface. And it's just it's just there to see now. It's like an algae that's risen to the surface. And so many people who were not really, you know, of this kind of mind are looking at this kind of thing. They're just, you know, living their life, you know, and they're looking at it and they're going, hang on, something doesn't add up. So, the, I mean, that in itself is huge. So there's a lot of emotional turbulence and that, and so our, our shared emotional pain body is very turbulent. That is making it difficult um, to access, I'm finding personally, um, clarity in these realms. But I think that, Almost is a deliberate thing. It's almost like, okay, we're going to shake you around for a bit, then we'll just let it settle a little bit, then we'll see what's going on. You know, so a lot. What I'm what I'm realizing is, I know a lot of um, those also astral travel and stuff, and a lot of those, um, you know, on on the on a conscious a spiritual quest of of you know awaking, knowing what they are. It's all a feeling of, well, what the, the experiences we've had, like as you said, that one where you, you got out of your body and were just standing there looking at yourself. I mean, that is actually huge. So it's a question of, it's a feeling of embodying that. So I felt in many ways, um, I mean, I've been personally crazy with a lot of Reiki clients, a lot of meditation clients. So a lot of people have just been flooding in personally uh, to my business. And I know a lot of those who do the same kind of thing. So you've got a lot of people really questioning their values. Uh, they finally got time as well. So that that is, you know, an upshot of it all. Um, and I think that in many ways, um, there's an aspect even of our higher selves that is saying, okay, we'll kind of, you know, lock you in there a bit consciously for a bit. Just, you know, we're still getting out. But as you say, it's the remembering. At the moment, it's, it's tricky to remember. It's just a very um, turbulent time in, in those realms. So um, we've just got to remember the experiences that we've had and just and just embody them. And that's what I mean by, you know, like really as, as, a, as a being, which is a group of cells, you know, so that group of cells to be as congruent with itself as much as possible. And if you feel, and I'm the same as you, you know, I'm not, I'm not against uh, mask wearing. If people want to wear them, I, I absolutely respect that. 
I don't personally want to wear them, um, but I respect others who wear them. I'm not against that, but I'm just, you know, and a lot of people, it's the time to embody those experiences you've had and be be that. So it's kind of almost like we're in a waiting room with this massive question mark um, as to where we're going to go next as a collective. Yeah, you know, a lot of times too, I think that people want to f- find out like what is this the more i talk to people that they, they feel some type of dark force coming against them right and but they don't know what it is and then like last night i was talking about what manly p hall said uh, about um things in the internal realm kind of going against us or things that in the internal realms like he blatantly admitted that there were things in the internal realms manipulating the destiny of man and uh, I I kind of fall back on where Robert Monroe was talking about these, uh, I guess, parasitic type entities. I've also had other people talk about them. And it's like, I don't know. I wanted to ask you about that. Like when I don't want to get into the negative stuff, so to speak, but I do want to ask you about what it's like, what kind of like dark forces are there? Okay, it is a good question. I think, and I think it is a good time to get into this. And I don't see it as negative. I think it's just looking at what is uh, well in terms of what I've seen anyway. I mean, I've alluded to in the past those beings who um, were living from um, kind of our fears. Do you remember in my book, Joe, where there, there were those tall white beings that mm-hmm. used to go? Through? Yeah. So my feeling is that. Um, and I was quite shocked at the time because it wasn't a theme on my radar. Um, now, since then, so it's a little bit like, okay, like we, we, as I said, not not to not to put it negatively, but as human beings, we, you know, we farm animals. We farm animals, and um, yeah. we don't necessarily see that as a, a bad thing. We do it because we can. Now. Um, when I've tried to whip people out of the body and, you know, as you know, I, I tried to push the envelope early on in the astral situation before I realized that there was, you know, I didn't, wasn't sure of the rules per se. And it, it's, it doesn't have the negative connotations as it does in this realm rules. You know, I don't, I'm not much for rules. But I just remember when I was um, seeing how much I could influence humans in this reality from the astral and you can, I would when I would do that, um, I remember once when I was booing someone or something, and um, this was early on, you know, I just wanted to see what I could and couldn't do. And I remember there was a, a guardian who said, Greg, don't, don't, don't do that again. And it was in the astral, it felt okay. I didn't feel like I was being slapped over the wrist. So there are certain things you can and cannot, cannot do. Now, what I've realized is a lot of people have come to me and said, okay, there have been dark entities at the bed that have pulled them out. Now, when we've worked it through, those entities at the end of their bed were actually – often a guide when they've gone further into this or themselves, maybe they saw themselves at the end of the bed, but they saw it as they came to. And as you say, it's all about memory download. This is what the astral experience is. This is what I'm finding. So we actually move into timeless realms beyond three, beyond 4D really. And so it's a split second and you either have that, the actual experience in the astral is, 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 is you know, a split second. So it's a question of downloading the experiences and um, so what I found is if there's an entity that if we go to that base level of the astral experience where people are often afraid of certain entities taking them out of body. Now, that, that 
entity has permission to do so. That entity ha- knows a lot about your wiring, how you were created. A lot of the entities out there have a hand in our making, in our in our physical bodies. Okay, they know they know how we work. They know they're able to access. So it's like um. Uh, like these vibrations and lights that, that come and, and get me. Now, often I just slide out of body or, you know, like I'll, I'll see someone in the room and I go, hang on, that's not normal. Oh, I'm in the astral, you know, I, I didn't even know. But like when I've looked around even not that long ago, um, since I saw you actually, since I spoke to you last, Joe, and um, there was, um, yeah, there's certain beings that, that hang around uh, people's bedrooms at night and they may be doing certain things, you know, with energy bodies. Now, it may experience as a bit of a nightmare, the person's having a nightmare, but in fact, what I found nightmares and these traumatic experiences, um, when things rise to the surface, they appear as a nightmare. So it is all an aspect of healing. Um, and it's it's not such a bad thing. Now, the, the fact is, if we awaken to the fact that there are certain beings that are parasitic, well, they may well have had a hand or signed a deal uh, with some aspects of our creators or or whatever. And, and it may well um, be a form of energetic, you know, motivation, if you like, on a deep level uh, to wake us up. And I, I, I'm a firm believer of the waking up. Now, I've, I've talked to you before, and I know I harp on about the emotional body, but but I, I noticed my my higher self or this guy who's able to speak and knows more than me and speaks straight to me and can pull me out of body, so I call him my higher self because he sounds like me, uh, knows knows a lot about me. He can take me out of body. He can show me, you know, he was the guy who also showed me my death early on and like these scenes that are ultra real. Now, um, how does that aspect of myself the, have the capacity to do that? to wake me up and know when my consciousness can absorb this and all this kind of stuff, just as there are other beings and lights that can do the same thing. They know our systems very well. They they have a lot to do with us. Now, my um, in the astral, I remember being moved once to allow these two antagonists to come and destroy me. I remember feeling this bliss, and I probably mentioned, mentioned this to you. And now I found that when I had lucid dreams, I would do the same thing when I, when I had a lucid dream that I was about to maybe crash a car or fall off a cliff or there was some kind of antagonistic energy. And when I say lucid dream, I mean a dream that I am totally conscious. I would allow that experience to happen and I would feel these waves of bliss. Now, just as my higher self is drawing my person, my person, Greg Dorland, the 3D, through these murky waters to 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 an awakening or to the, this this place of absolute. Uh, mind still, or what I call the um, that the, the the singular mind in this place of calm, like the, like a murky ocean, then coming above the surface of the ocean. The same, I'm doing the same thing to, to my dream fragments, my dream selves. I'm waking my dream selves up to realize, well, there's there's nothing bad going to happen to you in a dream. There's even nothing to control. So now, I'm, if I'm lucid in a dream when there's a drama, I don't control it. So very much, this whole situation is bringing up. A drama. It's bringing up conflict between people, conflict between countries. You, you know, you're you're either on this side. And it's, it's like George Bush. You're either with us or you're against us. You know, this, yeah, this I remember, whole I remember thing. that. Yeah, remember that. You know, and that that whole thing was a farce as well. So th- these, um, you know, if you like, false flag situations kind of br- bring us up to hang on. What the hell? What's going on? You know. The, so you're getting this rage, and and once again, 
it's it's bringing the charge that is within our systems up to the surface to be dealt with. So if we look purely on an energetic level, because actually we're above this, we are at a funny, because most people, even um, non, um, sorry, non-conscious people, they, they still talk about being spiritual beings in a physical body. Everyone seems to know this, but they don't actually act on it. So if you think from, from that, from a higher perspective, this is just a game of energy, as I've always said. So if we move into that notion that it's a game of energy, then look at really what's going on here. We're getting division. We're getting um, – it's turbulent seas so, and things are going you know, off-center. Like you know, Djokovic is hitting a ball lines person and in the throat and getting rubbed out of the USO. I mean, just weird things happening. Like all, even on, on that sort of front, um, even on the mundane front, there's just – there's like a weird wrinkles going on. Now, if we if we look beyond the charge of good, bad, you know, wrong, right, you know, white, black, all that mess, just look above all that stuff, um, we may be well awakening to the notion that there are beings who have, you know, just as we have signed soul contracts to experience life on earth and life in a karmic realm, if we're getting toward the end, you know, um, of a certain stage, we may well awaken to the notion of what we are and and the beings in the hierarchy that have more of a clue than we have, you know. And, and really, that sounds nasty, but also, like any realm, there there are those who take advantage of of that situation as well. So, while I do agree that there are parasitic beings out there, and there are certain deals because there are uh, lots of groups of um, you know, off earth uh, individuals or races that have vested interests in what's going on here. But still having said that, it is it is a cosmic joke. Uh, it is a great laugh on, on another level and it is a win-win. And I'm, I'm convinced through my experiences, once you get through that, you know, as you said, it's, it is difficult at the moment, but earlier on from what I've seen, there is a great abundance and an overwhelming uh, default in the cosmos is that of love, is that of um, unconditional love. And, and I still believe it. You know, I, I can't not believe uh, what I've experienced. And this is just part of the knowing. This is just part of knowing who we are. And, um, you know, and, and any beings that are somehow using our energies, our unconscious um, experience of, of um, trauma, that's what really it is. Even the whole karmic experience is, is a trauma in itself. It's a, a trauma of unconsciousness. Right. Um, then so be it. That's part of the game, you know? Well, I kind of wonder about children too because it seems like, you know, there's a lot of videos out there talking about how people, how how our dreams get messed with and things like that, you know, and there's people that are kind of, I don't know, messing with them. And it just seems like there's, the reason why I bring that up is it does always seem like there's something diabolical out there kind of messing with it because kids seem to be the, to get the worst of it. You know, um, whatever it is seems to go straight after children like every time. Um, yeah, 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 they do. And I think, um, you know, it's interesting, I think, to, to be a kid in these times too. But but you're right. But it's, it's, it is rising to the surface. If we, if we go way back, generations 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 it was always kids who were getting it you know it's um it's just more blatant uh, now you know it's it's more obvious 
Um, and then if we go uh, to the archetypal realms, you know, w- w- what does the child represent? And even then, uh, a child is still a sovereign being has lived many, 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 many lives. So if we go into that very detached perspective, you're absolutely right. It's, it, it, you know, I once heard, um, do remember too, I mean, I, I, I've had some Buddhist monks come to, to some, they're really into astral travel, you know, and um, I had a couple once come to an astral workshop and it was really interesting talking about the nature of reality. And um, I liked what one of them said. He said, from from their perspective, to be human is to suffer. That is the default. That is the default. So we know that. That's ground zero. And we rise from that. You know, we, you know, it, we know that. <laughs> so it's like entropy, you know, like um, the, the notion that something will, after a while, just start to fall apart, disintegrate. And a lot of what we experience in the human body in the human realm it's essentially about loss we 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 learn about loss of innocence you know we we fear loss of life we fear loss of loved ones it's all about loss so when we have loss that is so um, embedded in our particular awareness as humans that is all about suffering that that's what this is what you know people talk about you know the fallen state and all this so that 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 is a reality, but I think part of our awakening is to. It's almost like we're on the bottom of the ocean, feeling sorry for self. Then one day we think, "Hang on, what I've got to do is open my eyes and kick off the bottom, and I'll get to the I'll, I'll get to the surface." You know, and this is part of. And I know from a human perspective, it, it can sound heartless. It can sound, you know, absolutely trite it, it, to the to the worst worst degree. But it does, from yeah. a high it does, but from a higher perspective, it is all about archetypal energies, and it's like, um, you know, it's like here the the Native Australians, they they don't permit images of deceased; they're deceased, because um, so if there's any, you know, you're not allowed to display a photo of of an Aboriginal who's died, because that's going to mess up with spirits, and and I think it's interesting here. I remember. Um, on a personal level, when my mum died a few years ago, and she she suffered for years with, um, she actually got a bad vaccine. It was a bad flu vaccine, and she never, she never, she never recovered from the vaccine. So that made obviously oh, issues. Well, there yeah, you go. That, that's what. God, yeah. No. So I had a personal good look into that many years ago. Anyway, um, in those days, doctors did own up to it, and they apologised, and they said, "You just had a bad reaction to the vaccine." Just as in a whole lifetime after that. So, but anyway, anyway, what I was, I had a very interesting experience when she died, and um, she would often, um, it was interesting because even though I do Reiki, and Reiki is actually a channeling thing, I'm, you know, channeling entities, I'm not, you know, as in not really into, you know, but it was fascinating because she'd actually come in and my my body would become absolutely paralyzed, and I, and, and she was there. And often this, this happened for a few months, um, quite a bit after she died and it was i think our connection was spiritual therefore she wanted to show herself to me in that way even though i never asked her to but it was a really interesting experience when i felt what was going on with her and a lot of my family were talking about oh her suffering i realized where she was that she wasn't suffering so her suffering that she had in her physical body was now forgotten and it was only perpetuated through our memory of her suffering. So every time we talked about her suffering, we were embedding that particular trauma 
into this reality. This is very much what the mainstream does. This is very much what the mainstream does to keep this embedded, this notion of suffering. Because remember, karma, the whole karmic reality is all about crime and punishment. That's what we, you know, how dare they? They deserve this. This is what it's all about. This this rage, you know. Mm -hmm. So she was beyond all that. And it was really clear to me that she was beyond all that. I never thought about that before, but I could really sense it at the time. And that we were, and then that that made sense to me where, where there were native cultures who felt you don't, you know, that you don't, go into that. We don't want, because when a human sees a picture of a deceased one in their eyes, that's going to bring that energy back of that, that pain. So, um, can't remember exactly where I was going with that. Well, it's, I mean, we kind of started out with like talking about why they mess with children and then went into karma and it's like, I don't, but you know, but you know, Joe, Joe, why do they mess with adults? I mean, they mess with adults as dream too. I mean, but it, I haven't had like it, Greg, I haven't had anything like I did when I when I was a kid, I had the worst dreams. Now I do know some adults that are having some really bad dreams. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't had any dreams like I did when I was a child. Uh, child, and I've seen some videos of children that are just basically getting shoved around by shadow figures, and some of the stuff I saw when I was a kid is crazy. It's cr- I, I, okay. I just feel like they purposefully go after children. Yeah, I I do hear what you're saying, and and you are right from that level. Yeah, you are right that the trauma. Um, look, part of it is it, you know, and as I said, it sounds like a negative kind of thing, but if you look at the whole karmic structure, it is, it is, it is a form of imprisonment. Now, just as kids go to school, what's school all about? Programming. That shoving around is also part of the programming. So fear is being, uh, you know, um, impressioned into children very early on, this fear, um, that is part of the program. So that is all going through there. And, and I do agree. And, and this is, this is part of the agenda. And uh, this is, this is all, but it, it's also, um, you know, I was hearing the other day of this, um, SAS officer who was talking about his training. He talked about how the worst part of his training was when they have the interrogation practice, you know, cause they've got it in case they're captured by an enemy and they're going to be interrogated. And, in many ways, this goes on with with the human experience, and it sounds, it does sound, it does sound quite brutal, you know. But it, it is this shoving around, you know, and it's reflected in the physical bullying, um, programming yeah. at school, programming by the mainstream media. So all of these archetypes feed themselves through the astral and into this reality. So. If we want to know what's going on in those lower astral thresholds, if we just look at this reality, it, it's a very good physical indication of the the kind of archetypal energies that are going on there. Now, why exactly that's going on, you know, I can't tell you. It, it is part of the, the the certain karmic agenda, if you like, and and um, this whole trauma thing. It's it's absolutely fascinating. This whole, you know, and and I was kind of. I remember myself being quite shocked when I met these beings. Um, we've probably spoken about this too, but I, I used to meet these. I used to have this elevator rock up at the end of the bed, astral elevator. I go up and I, and I meet these beings who look like us, but everyone in the astral always talks telepathically. No one talks through their mouths. And when you talk telepathically, um, it kind of just comes out of you. It's very pleasant. You don't pick the words. So, if we were having this conversation, literally, you would kind of pull the subject matter out of, out of kind of my being and, and I would do the same. And it's, it's actually really interesting. So you don't get to choose your words. And uh, as a result, 
it's just um, absolutely authentic. Even you don't even know that you think that and it comes out. Anyway, um, these beings, I admit, look like us. Uh, in the beginning, um, they looked a bit cold-hearted, I thought, but I realized after a while, because I saw them a few times, they, they just had no emotional bodies. So they're actually very direct, not all ha-ha, lovey, you know, lovey-dovey, jump up and down, huggy-huggy. They weren't like that. But they were, I felt the kind of the next level of human awareness. No, um, <laughs> not lovey-dovey, huggy-huggy. I like that. Yeah, yeah they, they weren't. But I realized they had no emotional bodies. So when they look at you, they looked at you. You know, There was nothing blocking. And, and you'll see that here is that often when you look at people – um, you know, like it's interesting, you can kind of see a shudder. And um, so certain beings, they have energies that have kind of taken over, over them that aren't particularly uh, helpful. And, but that's something they're struggling with. And that's why, you know, those that carry dark energies with them, you know, it's just, it's, it's just weird stuff. It's just some kind of thing that they've chosen on a certain level. Um, but these beings had absolute clarity and, um, they once again the emotional body was healed so i think i think the karmic realms i think as kids we're just we're sort of pulverized around a little bit a little bit like a, a, an interrogation training now once again i know it sounds brutal like that but i just well from what i've seen there are guardians out there like this this whole thing is is um is being monitored uh, even though there are certain et um, realms that do get energy from uh, unconscious experience of trauma, or, but it's more like they're um, recycling uh, kind of the the um, excess energy off the off the, the reincarnation process. That's that's the feeling I get. So they get something out of it. I don't believe that that, that the seesaw, if you like, has has gone in that direction of the dark. I just feel that there's an acceleration going on now. People really get to choose, are they going to go the way of that light? Or you're seeing a lot of people acting particularly robotic, particularly programmed. So it's it's their call to kind of wake up. Now, whether or not, you know, in our lifetime, whether or not we, you know, nothing's off the, off the table, whether or not there is a two different timelines going on, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, you so, know, and that's so one you've thing. Never, you've never seen or heard of, of the parasite. I speak of then, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen these dark energies, but 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 they are kind of um, lower th threshold energies and entities that feed off that. But I, I see them as part of the light. I do see them as part of the greater picture. But they just exist to to reinforce duality, which which is this realm. But but this this is an illusion, you know. And the Buddha said this as well, and I do agree with it. I think, and therefore, by extension suffering is an illusion so the more we do buy into that notion that suffering is 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 somehow real or the end point or whatever then those forces creep in a little bit more um and right now um you know it's like um th there's a war going on and these forces uh, have got a lot of traction but um you know i'd say so for, i'd say so because it seems like it seems like, I mean, even the people that I that I look to for spiritual guidance, or I would just say optimism as a whole, they're feeling pretty down about things. So it can get kind of. Yeah. I'm not trying to be discouraging. I'm just saying it, it gets discouraging. You know. I, I know what you're saying, and and look, I've even found sometimes it's difficult 
to um, find that spark, you know, and, and, and it's been trying. But, you know, as I said to you, Joe, I, I just feel that we're on a um, – it's like we're flying the other side of the moon, you know. The, the radio signals have, are – we're almost on, you know, radio kind of lockdown. <laughs> um, it's funny how we use the word lockdown too. But yeah, right. at the very beginning of this, at the very beginning of this situation, it was overwhelming the amount of light. I can't forget that. At the very beginning, there was this incredible presence that I've never felt before. I feel this constantly in meditations and astral experiences. It's just incredible. And I was somehow saying, it's going to be okay. Okay? It's going to be okay. Just hold your breath. Right. <laughs> Everything's going to be all and right. Just, Don't worry about it. And, you, and, and use this time to embody everything that you have experienced, embody everything you have learned. So to literally take it into your physical body and be it, you know, uh, because – a lot of it is not consciously coming through now. So you've got to be that stuff you've, you've experienced, you know. And this is where I, what I mean about the, the spiritual body having the physical experience. Well, now is the time to actually embody that aspect of the spirituality that, um, you know, for years we've experienced. And you're quite right. It, it is, you know, and, and in this realm, once again, the, the, these terms like lockdown and this kind of stuff, those terms exist for, for a reason, you know. Yeah. Well, I just, I just think that I, I want, when you see things, I want people to know, I guess, when they see things like that, what, what do you do? Do you do some type of protection? Do you even worry about it? Yeah. Good, good question. I don't even worry about it because now when I see these entities, they, they, they flee the scene and, they, and that wasn't always the case as you know. So for some reason, um, when you've been out a bit, I don't know what they sense from me. If they're in um, what I call, you know, a negative kind of loop, these entities, um, they flee the scene. Okay. Uh, which is really cool. Which is really cool. Um, well, that's that's good to know, right? Because I don't want to. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Look, they're, they're on mass, but you know, it's it's just humanity. I mean. You, you look at the history, you look at, well, the history we've been told. Um, a lot of that, when, when has man been, when has mankind been free? Uh, when, when have we been truly free? In many it's ways. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. You know, when have we really been free? When have we been free? So it's now for up to us to, and, and you know, it's like we, we had a freedom day here on Saturday. And it was great. Went into Brisbane. There would have been about six thousand people there, and uh, it wasn't on the main, the, the lamestream media at all. But we, we were, and it was just great. It was really positive, and and we had speakers and stuff. And you know, the cops, no one hassled us uh, here in Queensland. And it was a massive gathering, and um, no masks, no social distancing, no that. And it was, it was great, you know. And it was just. Well, wouldn't like, that be nice? Wouldn't it to go back to like. The good old days of no masks, right? I know, I, I know, I know. And and it's interesting because this, this, you know, what does the mask represent? Of course, it represents the muzzling kind of stuff. And, 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 but then again, you know, the good old days, the good old days where even though everything was outwardly fine, we knew that there was a, there was a rotting core to it. We knew that, that um, those in power were corrupt. We knew that all this stuff 
um, going on with kids. When you so outwardly the same as inwardly, you know. Um, we knew all this was going on, but we did, but things are just purring along. So the rot is coming to the surface. The the, the core is, is is seen to be rotting, and and the worms are coming out. So it looks dastardly. It looks dastardly. But you know, if you shine a light in, the shadow's got to go somewhere. It's got to scurry, and this is a scurrying. This is literally the shadows scurrying for cover. They are scurrying for cover. That's my perception. Now, you know, you could say I'm an optimist, but then again, having been in the astral so often uh, before all of this and, and feeling just that bliss, you know, and being being absolutely obsessed with that, you know, and I never knew any of that guy. I didn't know what was going on out there. So, you know, you, you know that that it's, it's, it is light. It, it is love. That is the fabric of well, the cosmos. So. Yeah, I, what know. I want to do, like, since we're coming up to the top of the hour, I I, t- I tell the listeners time and time again, like, I don't think that we're going to get through this without um, being explorers of consciousness in a practical way. Um, and I want to kind of introduce people to, uh, like, how you do things and, you know, maybe tell a few stories about some of the, uh, I guess, spiritual transitions that, that this can cause in your life. An empowerment that it can cause in your life too. I don't think people really realize just how uh, empowering it becomes once you're able to do these things, move consciously uh, the way that you can. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That that sounds great. I think I think that's a, that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I think that. Um, look, and even now, I mean, it's a great time to, great time to meditate because you know it's time to to, to flex spiritual muscles now because it, it's tough. It's tough, you know, and. Um, Things are thick. It's thick out there. So, it's actually you know I, I'm I'm personally finding it. Well, this is interesting from, from my viewpoint, um, because as I said, I have a tsunami of clients. I think to myself, I'm seeing the same from where I sit, watching people come through for Reiki and for med- learning meditation and astral stuff. A lot of people are really looking to themselves. So, it is a really good time when things are tough. It's like we look like walking uphill with you know, kilos on your back. This is what we're doing. It's it's tricky. And so it's a very good time to, you know, personally for me to go deep, I've got to think, okay, my, my, my own astral practice, I've got to, you know, I've always, I've always got to change it. You know, the rug's always pulled out. I've got to find different ways, different ways in, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly how I feel too. Think outside the box so you can get deeper in the box. We'll be right back with yeah. Greg Doyle. We're going to talk about uh, his work, too, and also his courses that we I actually took part in, some of the stuff we went through, and how this will empower you, especially in times like these. More Lighting the Void coming up. Stay with us. This is country music singer and void walker Jason Benoit. And when I need my fix on the world of magic and the capabilities of the human consciousness, I listen to Joe Roop right here on Lighting the Void Radio.
Hey, I'm JM DeBoard, and when I want to talk about dreams, I look up my man Joe Root and his show, Lighting the Void. Please listen. Now is not the time to fear. When your immune system is strong, shields up. You have very little worries. If your immune system is compromised, you're susceptible to all viruses. I say shields up and no fear. Try Heart Love from GetTheTea.com. Heart Love has a special ingredient called allicin. It comes from the healing part of the garlic plant. No garlic breath, no garlic leaking out your pores, just pure immune building ingredients that gets your shields up. Heart Love is a unique blend of herbs that loves to build you up. Google garlic and know the benefits. One Heart Love pill is equal to 20 cloves of garlic. 20 cloves. Shields up. You've heard of our life change cleansing tea at getthetea.com. Now try Heart Love. And by the way, take your blood pressure and watch weekly what happens. So here's how to purchase. Log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And build your shields. That's getthetea.com. Mention Ray in the coupon code and hit apply and receive free shipping. Born out of the alchemical tradition of Paracelsus is a medical tradition called Spagyria. Though not many people practice this work today, Phoenix Aurelius has been researching and teaching this work for the last 15 years, and he needs your support. Hi, I'm Phoenix Aurelius, and I'm the founder of the Phoenix Aurelius Research Society, where I perform modern scientific research on the methods and techniques of Paracelsian alchemy and Spagyria for health, wellness, agriculture, ecology, and more. All my work is 100% funded by the public. So if you like what I'm doing and you want to support my research, please consider making a purchase of spagyric medicines from my apothecary, fund your own spagyric IDF wellness research, or participate in my group study or one-on-one immersion courses so that you can learn how to perform this work for yourself. I want to thank you in advance for your support. Visit thefringe.fm forward slash alchemy research and enter coupon code fringe and receive 15% off anything and everything on the website. That's thefringe.fm forward slash alchemy research and thank you for doing your part and keeping alchemy alive in the modern day hi this is chronox from belgium and you're listening to lying the void with joe rook This is Barbara Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you you can email me barb.eft at gmail.com and EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. Reach out to me. It's confidential. This works. You won't believe the results. When you're in the house for longer periods of time, you can see them flying or running across the floor. Ooh, yuck. They're unhealthy, gross, and disgusting. 
Bugs. I loathe bugs. We keep a clean home, but occasionally bugs show up. Well, I found something that is tougher than bugs. Orange Guard. On contact, it kills hidden bugs, including ants, roaches, and fleas. Plus, Orange Guard is a residual repellent. All of the ingredients of Orange Guard are on the FDA generally recognized as safe list. Orange Guard may be used around food, humans, and pets. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Orange Guard. Available at OrangeGuard.com, Whole Foods, and Ace Hardware. What's up, Joe? Hey, man, I just wanted to say your show, dude, keeps getting better and better and better. I love Lighting the Void and the Fringe FM. Welcome back to Lighting the Void. We're at the top of the hour with our guest tonight is Greg Doyle. Don't forget that you can support the show by going to lightingthevoid.com and make sure you sign up to our Patreon. You can do that just by going to the banner if you go to lightingthevoid.com and then sign up to Patreon. There's a there's a couple of Patreon banners there, actually. But if you just want to go to the URL, it's patreon.com forward slash LTV radio. Sorry about that. I'm just checking... We're testing out some video stuff in the background here. So, um, Greg Doyle's our ge- our guest tonight. Greg Doyle Astral.com. I believe it's like the isn't it like the third time that you've been on here, Greg? That we've we've talked to you. I think. Third I think it is time. actually. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. So it's it's great to be back on. I think that um, you know I often say to people because some people say, oh, you know, I want to go astral. I go. I say, listen to stuff about it. Read books about it. Just if you get your mind occupied with it. Then you you know the freak like literally your brain the resonance and the frequencies it starts to alter it and um, so any discussion on this subject is good and often there's you know new things that come out but it, it is great chatting to you Joe and actually before we go on that subject of of um, protection is a good one when you talk about like kids and how easily they are affected you know in the physical reality and also in these other realities um, a little bit of conscious awareness and it's it's remarkable because i get a lot of parents bringing their kids to me now and this has happened more and more in the last few years saying okay stuff's going on how can we help and so uh, some protective measures um even just saying like i'll I'll even say to myself if i feel there's something because you know i work with people on healing i've got to cleanse myself and i know when there's something in my energy field that is not me or not uh you know not helping me in some way you know i know that and I'll say, okay, from the God being within me, I command any energies in my field and body that are not in line with my higher purpose to leave me now. And I command that from the God being within me. So any show of sovereignty, conscious sovereignty, just the words are very, very powerful. So this is what I mean by kind of you know interrogation practice. We, we've got to embody this stuff and, and learn that this stuff is real, like – um, sacred geometry, like putting white light around yourself, violet flame, you know, I put blue light around myself, Archangel Michael, all these things that are kind of lip service to a lot of people. What I've seen in the astral, they are real. When you put white light around yourself, it has a real effect like a bubble. You know, whenever I do Reiki on people, I imagine this white column of light because I know it actually it actually works. Even though consciously you might think, oh, someone just did that. I don't really believe in that, you know. 
You say it. These are like little codes. So just to be aware of yourself as a conscious being, as a conscious entity, as as a sovereign entity, and to say, okay, there's something in my field that doesn't make me feel good. Now, when I when I command it to leave, and I, if there's a thick energy, I don't actually feel this energy wriggle out the top of my crown. And so, you know, I've got a massive gong too in my head, and then I'll often gong and sit in front of it and, and vibrate. And there are there are tools, you know, and of course that's what I'm into. But even People can do it, you know, go along to a Reiki person, go along. Like just today I had a guy say, oh, I've got these entities that are hassling me at night, exactly that theme. Uh, what do I do? I said, yeah, come along. And, and there are people who – and it's remarkable what you see in that in that sort of Reiki kind of state. There's sometimes there's like a little ET kind of octopus hugging them, you know, and that's why they can't lose their weight because there's this entity holding. And then as soon as you shine the light in, they start to, to go. That is part of the human experience. This is part of the – the human come, come experience, these archetypes we have. So there are children, more and more children being brought in for Reiki, which is great. And they are not at all, they're thinking, what's this? And then they have it and they go, wow, that's amazing. And they're, they're actually very, very open to it. So this is the, this is the flip side. Uh, while they are, um, as you say, very kind of open to attack and on the psychic level, they're also open to healing. So as you get more parents now coming through like i even had one woman came to an Asta workshop and she looked a bit spooked i said well what's up there and she said well she was um uh she's she was born in israel and she said she had an out-of-body experience when she was five or an incredible experience and she told her parents i you know i saw god kind of thing took her wow. to the doctor and said you've had a you've had a non uh, you're, you're a non-fitting epileptic take this medication she took it for 40 years she said it was horrifying. Whenever she kind of go half out of body, it was just horrifying, just dark and nasty. This medication, she couldn't drive as an adult. She couldn't do it. So it ruined her life. She's She found out about this astral thing. She came along. She finally got off her medication after 40 years of medication. She got off her medication because she thought her whole life that they were telling her, you're non-fitting, this is the devil's work. It was all this kind of stuff she was being told, which was absolute rubbish, of course. They always blame it on the devil, don't they? There's a lot of that going on, you know, and I remember, I remember, yeah, you know, even, even a while back where the Pope even came out and said the Catholic Church um, is um, yeah, against Reiki. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so this is a chance. This is like growing pains. You know, this is, this is like our ankles. This is like our shins growing and we're going, holy shit, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, on a spiritual level, and, and as I said, it looks bad in, in, in the realms of duality. It looks doesn't look good, looks sinister. But, you know, even when I see that, I, I feel that Buddha in my stomach. I've talked about that laughing Buddha. He's always having a cackle. You know, I think, why are you laughing? This is not funny stuff, you know. But it kind of is because it's so easy. Just anyone who doesn't even believe in this stuff can, can go to an energy healer. They can get helped. They can... Um, do some very, very basic protection practices and it will help them when they sleep, you know, just as you protect yourself when you walk across a road, a busy road, you know. Why would you Why would you go to sleep not having prepared yourself? I wouldn't do it. I don't think it's, you know? I, I honestly think, especially now, the way things are, that it's definitely a good idea to to protect yourself every night. But, but, you know, yeah. I wonder, like, if that goes back to the old Christian prayers, because we used to, I mean, we used to say that every night before we went to sleep, right? We'd say, now lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep, like we, 
you know, you, there's an old tradition. Your parents would say, say your prayers before you go to sleep every night. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe. Absolutely. And, um, it is, you know, and it's this notion, as I say, um, we live in this illusionary realm where we have these illusory forces and, you know, we, we, and yeah, absolutely to protect yourself against that because this, this is the realm of trauma, you know? So, um, you, you spot on and, 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 you know, there, as an awakening occurs, more and more people become conscious of this. And, and we, and, you know, there's that notion of don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a lot of stuff um, in in these religions. It's good, you know, the, that 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 notion of prayer is excellent. You know, um, if you think you know, about it, every uh, there's all kinds of stuff I've forgotten. I've forgotten in my life, but I still remember the the most traumatic nightmares I had when I was a child. You know, like. I still remember that stuff. So uh, it definitely does do something to you. Uh, it's Oh, yeah. It shapes you. You think of how it's programmed you. It's made you. It's given you that feeling, that, oh, this is a bit scary, you know? And so, and and that's interesting. You know, I, I just think that notion of, you know, that w- the injury that a person has, that becomes their strength. So as as beings, as, as humans, to move on to the next level, we have to become aware of our trauma and, and move on from them. So you're right, though, that programming that happens, you know, in those first few years has been proven, you know, but we do have, you know, plasticity within us and we can change that. And, and you know, even though I say I don't really protect myself, but, you know, from the astral thing at night, but when I think of it, you know, I went surfing yesterday and, and um, I... It felt a bit weird. It just felt a bit murky, the water. And I, I was out there and I, I felt a bit sharky. And I put the white light, the violet flame, the blue light, the golden mesh. I put the crystals, which is a circle around me. I said, Archangels, the center masters, all beings, light, love, and healing. And just up there, a few K up the road, I don't know if you've heard, you probably didn't hear, but there was a, a fatal shark attack just a few K away. Damn, and, really? Yeah, the first one in Queensland for, for a while, actually. And, um, I thought to myself, that's interesting because I was moved out there um, to do that, you know, and, and you're in the domain of the shark, you know, and you're a fair way out and it was murky. When it's murky, it's not good. But I just remember, you are right. I, I actually do protect, if I'm feeling like I'm on the highway, I was a bit tired driving and I thought, okay, I want to put protection around myself, you know, and I put it around the car, I put it around myself. Why not? Um, I feel it does do something. I feel that it, it, there is because there is this realm, invisible realm, and really anything of importance is invisible. You know how important is air? You don't see it. You don't see it with a naked eye. That's pretty crucial. Water is pretty crucial. You hardly see it. Um, relationships are pretty crucial. You don't see them. You see the person. You don't see the relationship. So anything you have, it's a relationship to that object. <laughs> so it's all the invisible stuff is important. Why wouldn't these invisible realms wrapping around us? Um, be important. So you're right. Um, protection and, and feeling that you're guided, um, you know, feeling that you're part of something greater and that you're being looked after is is really important right now. So to embody all of those things. And, and you know, I'm lucky because I kind of had a free pass. You know, this, this um, with me, yeah, 1999 it happened. Huh? That was when it started. It's 21 years ago now. And, um, you know, I just, I had just, meditated 
physical, mental relaxation, never thought of anything kind of weirdo, wacko, wanting to have an experience or anything like that. And then, you know, a light comes into my forehead, presence into my heart as well, takes me down a wormhole, alien planet, what the? Uh, so so for me early on, if, if um, um, some, of, some of the experiences kind of shaped this for me, first of all, as I said, I'm very interested in the phenomenon of it. So in the beginning, I would, you know, so-called guides would come and tell me about myself and I would kind of, you know, insult them because I was just thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> well, why is this happening? And I think that is a good angle to come from. So even now, what I mean by that is, um, sure, what they were telling me was good and, and it does get etched into a memory that is very, um, you know, concrete, you don't forget. But... The f- being phenomenological is not actually not bad because I would look at it and think, wow, it feels more realistic than, than this reality. And because I was obsessing with backgrounds and how I felt, that would often keep me in those states. Therefore, in this reality, this is a good hint for people wanting to go astral. It's good to constantly think, what is the phenomenon of 3D form? Like, is this real? So I've constantly got this kind of playful question mark circling in my head, like, what is this? What are those trees out the window? Um, I'm even imagining I can see behind myself because in the astral you can see behind yourself. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, what does this mean to be physical? So I'm, I'm scanning through my physical body basically whenever I can because it, it's it's quite constantly to question the nature of this reality in a playful way, not not in a way that is a chore. By doing that, you're carrying this kind of question mark with you that's kind of going, What? So that when you do have that <laughs> glimpse in the astral, you know, when you do have that glimpse at night, you're looking to get traction at night, okay? So by focusing on the phenomenon of being 3D, I'm less taken up with the trauma, if you like, or the emotional charge that's all around me. And I remember friends um, at school used to say to me, Greg, you know, you're a bit weird. I said, what, what? They said, you don't really get shocked, do you? And I thought, that, I remember I made a mind saying that when I was about, 15, he said, you don't really get shocked. And I thought, that's an interesting thing to say. Looking back, it was a good point. Um, I think I was so shocked by life on earth <laughs> that, I, that I wasn't shocked by the nitty gritty because I was thinking, what on earth is going on here? And I think you know, a lot I'm of us to... feel that way right now, especially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And now it's it's heightened. But I've kind of always felt that my whole life anyway. So now it's just kind of like, personally, it's not boring. This is what we're. This is what we're made for. This 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 time now. This is what we're made for. Um, You're you know, talking it, about the the character tests of the time. How how tough well, it is. Yeah, I think honestly, yeah. Because for me, I felt it was overwhelmingly, to be personal, to be to be to be honest, kind of boring. You know, I, but this is like okay, something's happening. Something's going on here. There's, there's a there's a there's a switch around. <laughs> Isn't that there's messed up? Like this stuff, the stuff that's really scaring everybody. That the astral travelers are like, oh, finally, you know, it's happening. Finally, something yeah. decent's happening out here. Life was boring you know, until COVID hit. Well, that's how I feel because I tell you something, <laughs> uh, which is which is really curious. I remember a while back, um, a few friend, a few friends of mine, it's sort of on the same wavelength. We we can't look, you know. We, we were saying we used to say the last few years, you know, it's funny, you know, you go to a supermarket and there are some people, I don't know, they just look as though they're not actually alive, and and you know, we and we were calling, you know, they're sort of like, I don't know, you sort of interact with them and they kind of don't really interact and they move along. We we would call them background people, you know, like they're not 
if you followed them, they just kind of disappear. They don't actually go home, you know. Um, but this this robotic sense, a lot of people were caught up in this really weird kind of reactive robotic way of being, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do this. Yeah, yeah, I put the tie on. Yeah, yeah, I go and get the job. Yeah, 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 I pay the mortgage. Yeah, 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 I have the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suffer. You know, oh, that's a good person. He, he's been doing the job for 40 years, didn't really like the job. He's Physically, he's not too well. He's actually on the verge of death. But good on him. What a good bloke. He sacrificed his life for the greater good. So this was very much a model, I think. Um, I remember years ago questioning why there was so much, particularly male, uh, young young men suiciding years ago in Australia. You know, life's pretty good here. The weather's good. Why are they suiciding? What's going on? So, you know, it's it's almost, a, you know, those quiet lives of desperation uh, that have been talked about. So now it's it's a, it's a loud life of desperation. <laughs> so the volume's just been amped up. And, you know, things are getting twitchy. Things are getting twitchy. twitchy you know? I said that today, yeah. too, like three times. I said, I'm getting a little twitchy. <laughs> yeah. That's a good word for it, isn't it? Oh, in it, in it. You can just yeah. see someone with the, the gun holster, John Wayne, just twitching, just twitching, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's, just, I mean, the street. That, that's yeah. how I feel, really, like. <laughs> oh, 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 absolutely, absolutely. It's like high noon, no one's on the street, you know, you, you're in the middle there, John John Wayne's there, he's just got his hand above the holster going, what's up, we're not right, you know, he's just, <laughs> his, eye, his right eye's just twitching. Um which is which for me personally is good, and, and as I as I said, and I don't just mean oh it's good having so many clients. I mean it's pretty interesting. Like a lot of people who wouldn't normally be d- doing this stuff, you know, or they're being retrenched, they're, and they're having to really look at. It's almost like they come out of this hypnosis thinking, "Hang on, oh I, I've actually been feeling really crap for years." So this has just kind of brought it to the surface, you know, the muck. The muck has kind of come off the ocean floor and and driven to the surface. But as you say, there's these it looks like these dark manta rays at the bottom of the ocean bringing up the muck. But these dark energies are doing their job. That's how I see it, you know. Anyway, getting back to the phenomenon of it, for me, the texture of life is fascinating. So this is what I mean by the phenomenon. That can really help you go astral. This and it also keeps you detached. So I find, for instance, when I say the texture, I might be talking to someone in a social situation. Uh, they're talking to me, and what they're saying is so not what they mean. <laughs> now, Jeremy, what are Jeremy, you saying? I, yeah, give me an example. That's right. Well, you know, well, I'm very lucky now because I, I, I kind of do only what I want to do. I'm kind of only socializing kind of with people like yourself, you know. I, yeah. I really am, so it's probably so, not realistic. So are you saying that, like, you you can see what people are saying unconsciously to you? Is that oh, what you're absolutely. Saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like yeah. a sign. Like, like, literally, I'll see signs about businesses and I'll see, I'll see what's actually they're selling. <laughs> it's really weird. And the yeah. words come into my head, and it's like, whoa, that's interesting. So I, I, a classic example is like I'm, I'm at a social gathering a while back, and 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 um, there are people there that I you know probably wouldn't normally um, socialize with. Someone's talking to me, and what I found I do now is I I kind of walk away mid conversation, and, and a, a friend of mine said, "Greg, you are absolutely hilarious." I said, "What?" They said, "This guy was talking to you, and you just walked away," and he's just puzzled. 
And I thought, oh, really? I didn't mean to. <laughs> you didn't even pay him attention. No, That's I just, funny. there was nothing. He wasn't, like, he's, he was moving his mouth, the words, and he said, no, it was totally incongruent. So I didn't. No. And um, that person will get over it. You know, the worst <laughs> thing. That, they'll be fine. Yeah, they so, will. That's what I mean about being um, kind of congruent with kind of who you are yeah. is kind of not really on that kind of superficial level, that is not putting up with that kind of bullshit. I don't mean it negatively. I mean it positively, you know, um, because like in the astral, you can see it. You know it. You can read people's minds. Um, so that that's why it translates into um, telepathy, which is fantastic. So – but it's very gentle. You don't pull it out of them. It's not agenda-based. So um, I think, therefore, when I am getting out and there are entities that I would call questionable uh, in those threshold um, realms, which is what we're dealing with a lot now, the threshold, that they're what I call lower 4D or the fourth dimension, which is the one that wraps itself around us. This is what this is why I equate it with all the satellites they're sending up. You know, it's like smothering the bloody uh, awareness of humanity. It's just madness. Anyway, so this... This lower, this fourth dimension, very thick, very laden with archetypal entities. You know, they're, they're shadow beings. Um, these these entities that are very scary. But when you get a certain signature, if you've been out a bit, you you have a, something in your signature. That that's one way of putting it. So when they see you, they leave you alone. It's you got to pass. So they're not going to touch you. Um, so what what I teach a lot now with my astral. Uh, awareness programs and stuff is to first of all to become astrally aware it's really about letting go it's not not adding on dogma it's about relaxing relaxing looking at the clenching within particularly lower few chakras and really relaxing those so that your energy system is really charged you know doing uh, the chakra cleansing uh, you would have done a bit of that with the course yep. uh, with the astral so just becoming very aware of your body and Realizing that when you become aware of your body, you actually relax. So we relax our systems rather than clenching. So when your system is absolutely relaxed and activated, lower entities can't purchase it. So say they've got, say you've got uh, archetypal claws um, in these in this fourth dimension, these lower realms that are kind of you know perched above the the three D. You know now. Because that's that's from those realms you can get that play of, of dark and, and good. That's why you've got that dualistic kind of exaggeration in the fourth dimension. Otherwise, you wouldn't have that dual, dualistic um, exaggeration in 3D. So when you get your energy centers really relaxed, a lot of light coming through, and you use breathing as awareness, you know, and just really looking at where you're clenching your body and releasing, you, you kind of enter into this kind of state, what I call – it's, it's kind of like an invisibility. It's like you're not really there. So more and more I feel, you know, I'm, I'm actually channeling my own life through me. So I'm like I'm, the, I'm channeling the cosmos through myself as Greg Doyle. But what is Greg Doyle? Greg Doyle doesn't exist. I'm just channeling, I'm channeling this, the cosmos through myself. So um, therefore, when you start to realize that, you become less reactive and – the less reactive you are, so when the emotional body starts to really let go and you start to, you know, let go of that, start that clenching, that especially the lower few chakras that, that that are very dependent upon the earthly realms, you know, for stuff and for identity and relationship and sort of loss and all this kind of stuff. What happens is these lower energies, they literally don't see you. 
they go straight through you. They don't have purchase. So in the old days, we, we talk about protection as like armor and put mirrors around yourself and reflect it back. But that's playing into the karmic struggle of, you know, don't send me your bad vibes, I'll send them back. Not really helping. Really, it's becoming invisible to it. So you, you, there's no purchase. There's no purchase. So and when you start to get that happening, uh, not only are you less reactive in this realm, but in these, um, when you are going out of body and everyone is going out of body, so they're, if they're taking out the fear that's going, that's being beamed around now through the mainstream and everything, if they take out that fear, they're going to get even more of that. Okay, so it, so it is like a, you know, a real, um, you know, SAS commando course going on on that energetic level. So if you can go out with that sense of relaxation within your being, then these low entities, you carry signature, they just won't come near you. They just they're not interested. Then they can't. They don't get purchase. It's like a it's like a you know shellfish needs it needs a rock to or some coral to stick onto. If it, if it's not there, it can't it can't get it can't get you. So this is where the realm protection. Another word for protection would be empowerment. You know, to empower your systems to look into any ways meditation, um, uh, chakra cleansing, any kind of way of doing it. So so more and more. You know, with with the astral kind of guides, it's it's more into guidelines. It's more into that that notion of, of emptying yourself, and um, you know, and that doesn't mean that you're an easy target. It it's it's emptying, probably you know, loosely emptying the ego, but but just emptying the trauma that's embedded within us, because that that trauma at the moment, you know, it's it's like it's attracting like those infrared infrared searchlights for, for the enemy to attack right now, you know? So you, you want to, so it's like the more emotional trauma you have, the more, the more you're drawn in the negative energies and towards you basically. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, you, so do you actually get out of body and travel like every night? I mean, realistically Not here, not consciously at the moment, as I said, it's nice to sleep. It's actually been tricky to sleep the last few weeks with that moon, but no, no, not not consciously. Sometimes I, you know, I have glimpses, but it's funny because I'm trying to uh, finish this second book. Uh, I got this fiction book about us trouble, which is real fun, like a spiritual adventure. But I've I've had to um, this year. It's 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 kind of been a lot about my clients, to be honest, Joe. I've had <laughs> more about. I've just you've just been busy, busy, huh? I've just been busy, busy, and, and you know what? It's kind, it's good. It's good, um, helping a lot of people with meditation and stuff. So I sort of figure, well, and then often people will say, Greg, you know, thanks for coming to visit me last night. I go, what, what? And they go, yeah, you came and you showed me this. You took me out of body and I knew and you popped up here. And, 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 and I'm sure that's happening. I don't remember it. So it's kind of like I just want to sleep at night often, you know. But I still, I still pretend myself, but I am um, gearing up for, oh, the next month. Also, I'll let, I'll let you know personally, Joe, but for, for, I, I do want um, – sometimes it's good to demand a little bit. You know, not in a, a, a kid chucking a wobbly, but just to demand answers, <laughs> some clarity, some clarity. And um, I think, um, you know, it, it's it's okay, someone wanting to experience something astral to have a real goal, you know, a really strong, firm goal, and say, okay, I want to, I want to know about that. So, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll set up, I'll set up some stuff. But I find 
spontaneously at the moment. It's not happening so much, but I'm kind of, I sort of feel, funny, a few astral travelers do the same, they sort of feel like there's a bit of a, kind of a conscious lockdown, if you like. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so so that's I'm just letting that happen. I, I you know I'll just let it play out. I'm working on certain meditate, uh, certain different ways of approaching it. Um, yeah, even vibroacoustic therapy. I'm looking at all interesting things to integrate. Just just different ways because this lockdown will will lift at some stage uh, in the astral. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it because it's like I, I barely remember my dreams every night right now. And we have people mm-hmm. that in, that are in the uh, uh, the uh, Patreon that are getting to the vibratory state, but they're still just kind of forgetting everything, you know. Yeah, I'm finding so. that too with, with a lot of people. They're, they're getting they're getting there, but it's just not, and then they're not they're not remembering. So I, I tend to think there's a reason for that. I tend to think there's a reason for that. And um, funnily enough, I think since I spoke to you last, uh, a woman from the US. I don't know. If, yeah, she wrote to me. I I I, I haven't written back to her but she wrote to me and said oh she doesn't know anything about astral travel she 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 felt herself go out of body and this woman came to her and put her hand up and said greg doyle go back you've been out enough already now she wrote me what? <laughs> and she said i googled your name i googled astral travel i thought what so i had to write to you and tell you i had this experience That's and i crazy. thought oh that makes sense I thought, thanks for the message. <laughs> that is crazy. That's nuts. That's, That's nuts. nuts. All right. So, like, well, we're going to take a break here. We'll come back and we'll get to any of your questions right. that we have. I got a few, like, a uh, little bit deeper questions, a little bit more on the weird side. And we'll be right back with Greg Dole. You guys stay with us. seen an ad or banner which brought you a feeling that someone is reading your mind or even listening to your conversations? Your online data is being used against you. Surfshark is a VPN service that makes online privacy protection easy and attainable. You can use it on as many devices as you'd like simultaneously. The VPN service that we use at UFO Seekers plus one month free for $1.99 a month. Visit surfshark.deals slash seekers. We spend almost as much time online as sleep and that's six to eight hours a day. The internet knows a lot about us and that's why we should care about our online data. Use Surfshark to encrypt your personal information and send it via a secure VPN tunnel so that no one can see it without your permission. Visit surfshark.deals/seekers. You need to protect yourself from surveillance and targeted advertising. Surfshark encrypts all internet traffic sent to and from your devices and ensures that your IP address remains hidden. The VPN service that we use at UFO Seekers plus one month free for $1.99 a month. Visit surfshark.deals/seekers. You tune into this show at your own risk because it leads to a state of mind not a perception it will be but one that is i'm ryan gable and this is the secret teachings 
The analysis offered on this show is objective, removed from the emotional hysteria of the hive mind collective mob of coercive persuasion, the polar divisions in politics and religion, and those that exist in the paranormal, occult, and even in health. By simple observation and common sense, one may decipher the newspeak, doublespeak, and propaganda of ideological collectives intent on persuading the individual to abandon liberty through coercion and fear. On this show, we will speak to your heart and soul, opening a channel to spirit. And when you tune into this frequency, you are hearing The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, with a full archive at thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. The Fringe FM isn't just a radio station. We also provide services for all your audio production needs. If you're interested in live radio or pre-recorded podcasts, we're here to help. We even do audio enhancements and voiceovers if needed. If you want to do a podcast or live radio show and even want the option to syndicate on terrestrial radio from simple audio file enhancement to live production and call screening, we have you covered. We have worked with some of the best professionals in the business in order to provide coaching instruction for content creation, show structure, and more. Contact The Fringe Digital Media for more at info at thefringe.fm. That's info at thefringe.fm. Or call 501-777-5631 for a consultation. Telepath is a weekly digital newsletter filled with the latest paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio. That's paranormal.radio.
All right, welcome back to Lighting the Void. We're live on the Fringe FM. Make sure you stay tuned after the broadcast for the Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Greg Doyle Astral is the website for reference tonight. And uh, I believe you have a code word to get into your course there is Lighting the Void, right? And they get a certain amount off. Greg? Absolutely. You get anyone interested, any of your listeners, you get a $50 discount. And um, the Australian dollar's down these days, so therefore... Um, it's it's actually good for for uh, for US because it's much cheaper. So yeah, you just click on um, it's uh, if you if you go to yeah the the coupon. So it's actually at um, gregdoyle.podia.com. Well, if you go to my website, yeah, astrotor, you'll, you'll see the you'll see the course at the top at the header. Click on it, and uh, the coupon is um, uh, lighting the void. One word. Fantastic. And it's $50 off. Yeah, yeah. That's worth also it. Also, monthly, pay, monthly payments as well if people want to pay, make it. Yeah, it's easy that way. Yeah. Financing available. We went and bought mattresses today, and they said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love it. Well, a mattress and astral travel have a lot to do with it. I'm, not trying, to, I'm not trying to relate you to a mattress okay. salesman, Greg. But, but, but that's where you generally do it on a mattress when you sleep. You know. Yeah, it's but but it was funny like like going back and forth yeah. anyways between these mattress stores what listen to what these guys have to say when they sell mattresses um i love it they just make up the craziest shit now uh, anyways uh so i guess i want to ask you like when it comes to astral travel we already talked about the protection stuff which i think is super important right now like before you lay your head down to sleep at night especially with all this stuff going on it's probably pretty important that that you do some form of protection, whether it's prayer or light or or anything like that. Um, but what what's probably been the scariest moment for you in the astral realm, Greg? Scariest moment was that experience where I was getting taken out. Uh, so I, I would go into the void. What we oh, the void. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like this dark space where often it's like a waiting room in the astral where I feel myself get lifted out. So I be um, these vibrations wake me. So I've gone past the vibratory stage. I allow it to take me out, and I'm in this field of nothingness, just nothingness. Then there was this entity that was kind of like a Medusa figure. You know, it was it was loosely a she, but it was like a really really, really kind of like the personification. Yeah, it was like the personification of evil, like a hair were like snakes, like snakes, and her her, oh. her um her face was made of maggots, and her eyes were kind of moving. Oh. It, it wasn't it, it was not a good look, and it was in the astral because everything's heightened. It was really scary, like I, the stench of this this being, like it was really bad. So I went out of body. And the first time I went out and there was this entity and her eyes were very piercing and she threw this ball of energy which hit my left shoulder. And I woke up. I came I came to and I thought, whoa, what was that? Like that that actually hurt. And I'd sort of felt I'd gotten past a lot of these lower threshold entities that would, you know, like little monsters that pop up and I'd, sometimes I'd just say, in the name of Jesus, whatever, occurred <laughs> to me in the ass. Or I'd swear at them and say, yeah. off. Anyway. Um, in the name of Jesus. This, yeah, you, you just you just you don't know what you're going to say in the astral. You, that you just react, you know. So it's funny how you go. I know I wouldn't say that in in this reality, but I said it in that reality. Um, that stuff works, though. Let's be honest. I mean, it works for just it about well, that's why everybody. I, that's why I said it. 
That's why I said it, you know, and, and, and you almost learn from what you say. <laughs> you almost learn from what you do in the astral. That's what I like about it. It kind of, it's a more visceral reality where you just react on a certain, but from a different um, core of beliefs, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, and you learn from that. So anyway, I got out and then I thought, well, that was pretty weird with this kind of witch kind of thing made up of all these really weird and really ugly and evil and dark and and I was pretty scared. I remember I remember I woke up um, after all that. And I thought, okay, I've hit, I've hit a I've hit a turning point in my astral career. You know, this was this was a few years back. I remember thinking, this is the time I either get help, I um, I um, or I'm going mad, or I'm going mad. Yeah, you know, I, I was tested, or I just keep going. I decided to keep going. Anyway, um, that's what I was suggesting. I want to just keep going. Anyway, uh, next uh, every night, this went on for about a week. I'm getting, I'm out of my body, um, just before dawn. The entity's there, throwing balls of energy, and I, I actually learned to intercept her balls of energy with my balls of energy. I couldn't make a direct hit on her. She could hit me with the energy balls, like, and I felt. It sounds, hold on, it sounds like you're playing pong, like a direct hit. Of ball, are you talking about balls of energy? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. What's pong? I, I, someone someone <laughs> said to me, it sounds like um, Buffy the Dragon. It's like a, it's like a video game. For, but yeah, right. So I don't play video games. <laughs> I did. I once did. I once did Super Mario Brothers for a whole weekend without stopping and just killed it. I just I did that and I didn't do it again. But, it was two but days do you know back. what I mean? Like you're like, well, I'm throwing balls of energy at them, and then they're like, well, yeah, exactly. It, it, but it was real, you know. Like this is, and it's funny because I just because she was throwing energy at me, I thought, well, I'll do the same to her, you know. Mm. And then this went on for a while, and it was scary. Like this entity, like this was. For me, it felt like it just made my body feel like it was it was evil, you know. Huh. Anyway, okay. it got to the it climaxed in that she all of a sudden, she, one night she said, "You're getting." She spoke and she said, "You're getting good at the whole defending thing, aren't you, Greg?" And I thought, hmm, she speaks once again. The phenomenon that always keeps me in the realm by focusing on what's actually going on. But then I thought, interesting, defending what are. And then she was right in front of me, and I thought I would faint because you could see the maggots moving in her skin, and you could see the, the, the like the, the, the eyes that were not legit, like it was made of some evil dark matter and the smell. And I thought I was going to astrally pass out. Then wait, uh, wait, wait. Had, what does astrally yeah. pass out mean? What does that mean? I thought, I thought while a part of me recognized I was astral, and and you could come back physical whenever you want. Uh-huh. It was just so full on. I I was thinking, nah, I want to stick this out. But a part of me thought, what if I just, what if I astrally faint? Like the stench was so bad, and I was so scared of this entity. What if I can't cope? You know what I mean? What if I? And all yeah. this is happening probably in a split second, but it felt like it was longer. But now here's what I mean by by sounds the like ast- a freaking nightmare. It was a freaking nightmare. And this is what I mean by the astral visceral experience. My heart, I did not make a conscious decision. I felt all of a sudden a flow of empathy from my heart. So I felt my heart chakra, you'd say in the astral, because you can see your chakras. They're, they're very real in the astral, rather, rather than just a concept of an energy thing. And I felt a, this flow of empathy from my heart. I felt this wave of empathy toward her. Mm-hmm. Her her whole visage, her whole face changed 
absolute radiance. She was beautiful and light. And she said to me, you see, Greg, it's all the same. Now, so I want to be cryptic in the astral. I understand that. The words were, you see, Greg, it's all the same. But I remember when I came out of it, I, I knew that there was no such thing as evil, that evil is the, is, the, is the face of light through our own shadow. Now, when I say our own shadow, so there's the face of light there, same face of light, but our own shadow around us is like in the collective human astral as well, that lower, and also as an entity, as a person, the fears that I might have been programmed with as a kid. So this is where it kind of comes into a bit of a testing ground, doesn't it? You think of all those horrifying experiences you had as a kid. Are you able to get through those? So I felt this thing lift, and I just, I knew, I just knew within my core, because this was, this was, this was the zenith of evil. Um, It was, it was like Hitler times 10,000. It wasn't a good vibe coming off this entity. And then to have that, to have a change like that and such a smile of radiance and a face of radiance. And, it, and, it was, and in the asshole, it's so real. You know, when I, when I tell someone this story, it could sound, ah, it's a bit weird. You know, it's just a weird dream, you know, but it's, it's hyper real. So it, it just affects you so deeply. So, but more, more than that, it, it's not a logical thing or, or, a, or a dogmatic change. Uh, or a thought form change or a perception change. It's a knowingness in, in the core of your, in your heart. It's a knowingness. So since then, I have not been hassled. You know, um, I remember having a, I remember when I got my book published, there was a slight thing in the ass with these two guys. And I thought, oh, that's a bit antagonistic. And I did confront them. And that was when I felt the bliss when they tried to destroy me. So that was some, but there was nothing like that. That, that. So if there's anything negative in the astral, I will move toward it. I will move toward it. I will confront it, okay? But I don't have that. More, more likely it's in dream states, in lucid dreams. If there's anything negative going to happen, I will allow it to happen. And there's this, this is when I'm lucid, so I know so I'm you, dreaming. you took this. complete control over the dream, basically. Yes, but I let go of the control. I, I re- retain the awareness and let go of the control. I allow whatever to happen to happen because... This whole karmic realm, um, it's like a matrix. It gains sustenance from us thinking we have to control the drama. We have to figure out the drama. We have to figure it out. Somehow we've got to figure something out. There's nothing to figure out. There's nothing to figure out. When we all as a collective realize there's nothing to figure out, we're no longer here. That's what the karmic drive needs. It needs duality because that way – Good solution, bad solution. Good solution, bad solution. You know, you're not enough. Figure that out. You've got to be more. You've got to be more. So, <laughs> becoming aware is is all about letting go. All the programming. Yeah. It's not about adding on extra positive progress. It's not about becoming even more of a robot. It's about letting and oh, you know, oh, everything's good. Everything's good. Not about that. You drive yourself insane. Oh, isn't that great? No, no it's on. It's crap. So, it's it's <laughs> allowing yourself to see that crap and kind of de decrepmenting yourself, a little bit like defragmenting a computer. We're actually decrepmenting ourselves. So you you kind of – it's almost like the cracks within you opening up so the light comes out because really, you know, from your perspective, you, you're, you are the center of the cosmos. It's the infinite cosmos. That's and a you crazy are thought. I've heard people say that. and mm. Yeah. So so your heart – so this, this heart, you imagine the heart is a pulsa- pulsating star like a light – 
that is the pulsating center of the cosmos coming from your heart, from everyone's heart. So when you start to relax your systems and start to put awareness to your body, then you start to, like all the shells come off you, like the notion even of identity. This is what I mean about being visible, like, you know, uh, I'm not what I do. I'm, 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 you know, this being, whatever. I don't, I don't know exactly what I am, but I'm definitely not a who. But I know I'm a what. And it's this kind of releasing of identities bit by bit. And so it, it is a visceral thing. That's what I enjoy about it. It, it. It's a visceral thing. And so these things in the astral experience are very visceral. So this, this change or this pouring out of empathy from my heart was not a conscious decision. I didn't think, oh, I'll feel nice feelings toward this this devil or this evil. This Medusa with I, maggots for, what did you yeah. say it was maggots for eyes? Yeah. Damn. Not good. You know, <laughs> That's I, I, not you, good. No. You couldn't even paint that. I have seen some representations of this being. Uh, it, would, it would must be an archetypal being because I have seen some paintings that come pretty close. I've seen some pictures that come pretty close. And so you think of that, that you know, that notion of the Medusa with the, with the serpents coming in the hair? And it was very much like that. It was the classic representation of that. And I, even, I, I haven't even Googled Medusa, but that was what it was like. And well, it, it was according good. To, the, to the mythology, if the Medusa looks at you, then it, you turn to stone. Wow, that is brutal. That is brutal. <laughs> you see... And you didn't even, you didn't know that, did you, huh? Well, she came right up to me, looked at me, and I, that's when I thought I was going to faint. So that would have been the equivalent of turning a stone. I think it's interesting that all of a sudden my heart opened because um, what was the alternative? I don't know. That was pushing me to my boundaries. you know. And this, I can understand certain beings can be almost pushed over the edge. I mean, I think if you're, you know, I haven't done any uh, psychedelics and, and, but I think you know what if, I'm not. A, I'm not a, a, an addictive personality. But what if I, you know, had psychosis and all that kind of stuff? I can imagine this, this kind of stuff. I actually think a lot of that stuff is actually a spiritual development within a being. You know that we, we call afflictions, but some people just can't deal with it or they haven't had the help. They haven't had the guidance. Uh, like that woman who took the medication after having the out of body experiences, and they they believed that she was you know a non fitting epileptic and that she was you know, cohorting with the, with the devil. I think if it's taken the wrong way, and I think in many ways that notion if Medusa looks at you, you turn to stone, that is also part of the programming, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at the Medusa. But when you, when you confront it in the eye, you can't forget. And then when it transforms in front of you, you can't forget, you know? Maggots for eyes, though. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely disgusting, Joe. I tell you, disgusting doesn't even half come when it doesn't doesn't touch it. <laughs> so that was like well, that was the worst one, huh? Pinnacle. That was the pinnacle. Uh, another another interesting one was um, look weird. I remember going out astral once, and I kind of go through layers, and I went out just really high. So you go out of these these layers that are kind of like a magnets around you know these lower thresholds that have all the entities, and I, so getting through that, recognizing that. A lot of the fears weren't mine. I remember going through and recognizing I could see that there were um, deals made between aliens and humans to keep us in some kind of captivity. I remember going through that whole and feeling that fear of it and then, and then realizing this isn't my fear. This is just a structure. Went through the structure. When you go out further and further and further. And I remember going way out and seeing this massive, it was like um, this dark crystalline 
wall that went on to infinity, up and down, in front, back, and it, it kind of was like a like a, it was kind of in a grid system. And the intelligence coming off that was really interesting. I remember thinking, well, this is like the ends of the cosmos or the ends of the universe as we know it as beings. And I recognize this is nothing like the other aliens I've seen. This, this structure had an intelligence coming off it that was incomprehensible to us. It was a very high intelligence, not particularly oh, benevolent as we know it, but it's something that doesn't have anything to do with us. It was enormous. It's like... I felt like, you know, I, I was a flea up against the Titanic. This thing was like, whoa, okay, I don't go over here. Like, I didn't, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I thought that was interesting. As I said, I look at the phenomenon, I think this is curious. I think, okay, where am I here? This is this is fascinating. What is that, that wall, if you like? Um, I'll go back there one day and, and perhaps I'll try to go, th- and perhaps I will actually go through it. But it was like an intelligence that said you don't need to know this. You don't, this is nothing to do with your karmic story. This is nothing to do with you. This is nothing to do That's with you. That's weird. It was weird. It was That's very, strange, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit unsettling. And I think I will go back there and check that out. I don't quite get that. It's nothing like all the alien um, beings I've met that I now find quite entertaining. You know, even the ones that are so called negative, I don't, I don't, you know, it's okay. Um, because it's kind of a bit of a play, you know. It's like, ooh, oh, I'm scary, you know. But but this was something else. This was an intelligence that was altogether foreign. That's crazy. Well, you yeah. know, you never know what's out there in the astral realms. And uh, I guess sometimes you run into things that, you know, if you travel enough. I mean, Robert Monroe did. He really well, what did. did he, what, yeah, well, what kind of, can, can you tell me, like, Robert? Well, I, I mean, he even talked out. about. Uh, entities that he ran into that you couldn't see or yeah. perceive with any senses, but he had a telepathic communication with it. He just knew it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it, it is a, it, you know. But this is what I mean by being a curious curious reality. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. These other realities are just from that phenomenon aspect. I, I guess I'm not afraid of it because I think, as I said, I. I feel that as a being, I feel, I know it sounds weird, but this notion of invisibility is where we're going. And I feel that as an entity, I, you know, I want to feel that because I feel more and more that the cosmos comes through me and I experience it. And it's almost like it's already happened. So I'm in a, I'm in a constant state of kind of deja vu. Like even as I talk to you now, i got no clue of the words that are going to come out of my mouth. So <laughs> it's, you know, and I think, for me, that's the adventure. I think the adventure in people that can really spark things up. So, like what what uh, Robert Monroe says that that those entities to me that's that's fantastic. You know that, you know, and yeah, there's all this invisible stuff going around that we don't know what's going on. So, don't we want to see a bit of it? You know, I like the idea that we can be in human form and transcend the normal state of three Dness into these other states. You know, like uh, as we spoke about before when I had that um. You know that 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 levitation in, in the body. Yeah. Um, I remember you talking about was, that. Yeah, well, my higher self was saying the Lord's prayer. I mean, what? I don't say the Lord's prayer. <laughs> well, you know, so you gotta, it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you got to. I mean, you guys got to go back and hear that. And we only got a couple of minutes left here, Greg. If you want to yeah. tell everybody, uh, like you know how to find your course and how to find you online. Uh, 
pretty easy yeah, to yeah, find, but still. still. I think if you're just putting Greg Doyle Astral, you're going to find me, you know. And so it's my my website is www.gregdoyleastral. Yeah. So, and then my course is at the top. So as I said, there's a discount there if, they, if people want to try it. And I kind of urge people to be 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 adventurous. You know, it's it's fun, and all the meditations you do help you be more you anyway. So it's not just about astral travel. It's a, it's just being more you and, and um, human potential, you know. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's well, especially right now with uh, everything going on in the in the damn world, right? This would be the perfect yeah. time to do stuff to make you happy, right? Look, absolutely. And I, and I meditate at the moment, you know, I've changed the kind of meditation. I just meditate to feel more connected because I think that's really important. Because it's difficult to feel connected at the moment. So to meditate, to feel more connected, for me, is vital. I, I can't imagine not doing that in a day. I just feel as though I, I'm not here. You know, I, I've got to do that. I've got to feel that, feel feel that connectedness each day and um, to feel good, just to feel good. Yeah, I hear so, you. Well, listen, yeah. uh, thanks for coming on the broadcasting, and Greg. It was good to have you. It was really good to have awesome. you on here. Such a pleasure, Joe, anytime. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And you guys go to the gregdoyleastral.com, sign up to the course, put in Lighting the Void, and you get, uh, what was it, 50 off, you said, Greg? Is that right? That's it. That's it. $50 off. Bam. Bada bing. And uh, I promise you, like, you'll you'll get some results from this, because I did, and I did quick. Actually, very quick. So if you do, let me know. I want to hear about it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same channel. Stay tuned for The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Please don't copy the show without written permission. And music was by Chronos and Steezy Stevie. Thank you to all of you patrons for making this happen. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same channel. Good night.